What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frogcast. We're coming at you not live from our respective frock quarters. I'm Vince Mancini, and I'm joined, as always, with, you know him, you love him, the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Lum. Yeah. Ing. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. 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 Lumming butt. Gonna lum some butt tonight. Would you lum? I don't know. Lum. I don't actually know the rest of the song. No, I don't. Mockingbird, have you heard something like that? Anyway. Anyways. We'll work on it for the wedding. So obviously, Francesca's here. Are you like. Great intro. We were going to talk about. All sorts of things today. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about In the Heights. And I feel like the last time you came on, it was about. Lynn Manuel, Lynn Men, 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 Lin Manuel, Manuel Lum, His name is Lum Manuel, my butter. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, you should add him with that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be very big with Gen Z. They'll love you. They'll love it because does Gen Z they they hate him, right? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. See, I knew there I was think... hope for Gen Z. <laughs> but this means there's not hope for our friendship, Vince, because. Every time I come on to talk about Lin Manuel and probably defend him, you know, you know, it, then I mean, you're there and you're like, I don't get when people talk and sing at the same time. <laughs> I don't. I mean, not like him. Not when they do it badly. I guess. I don't know. He's just look. We'll, well talk about it later. I don't we'll want to talk get into about it. It, it made me, Thank you for having me, though. Oh, you know, it's good to have you. I'm sad that I'm going to have to yell about hating Lin Manuel Miranda again, but I'll try not to be <laughs> but, too. Annoying. I mean. That's what makes you, though, like uh, a journalist with integrity is that like you're not going to pull punches because of whatever room you're in. You're not going to be pressured to like something that is objectively good, Mm -hmm. like Hamilton. Yeah, you're a tastemaker. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You make your own taste. You say that, but like I never I didn't do a review of In the Heights because every every early review was just like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing ever. New York is back. Uh, The city hasn't felt. (laughs) This alive since Son of Sam was killing people in 72 or whatever the fuck. Um, well, no, yeah, you're still a coward. I didn't say you weren't a coward. Yeah, I didn't post but, review because I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm just going to. But that's because you have too much integrity. You know, you're sure. like, uh, you know, when someone goes uh, votes present in Congress, mm, you know, totally. It's like that. You're, you're the Kristen Cinema of movie reviews. Exactly. <laughs> C- Kristen, Kristen I mean, Cinema would be a great movie reviewer name, too, which is the funny <laughs> she part. <laughs> she missed her calling doing something just completely innocuous and of, of uh, you know, something that doesn't affect hundred. Kristen Cinema's like the, takes she's are like the, the worst takes. Right? She's like the cool oh, yeah. Gen X one right kind oh of, yeah but she's not cool i mean she's definitely cool well, not for to gen- us but like no right she's cool like gen xers love her they're like man when first I of s- all she's she's the pepsi generation <laughs> second yeah. of all like uh you know she's filled with apathy and uh girl boss vibes like yeah she's she's gen x to the hilt yeah i just mean she has that like very gen x uh idea of cool like the jenny harden yeah. Kind of yes. like I'm gonna wear different shades of magenta. Yeah, mm. like different yeah. colored hair and like uses mm-hmm. Tumblr speak and like calls people ass clown or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to like I I felt like this is a little sexist, but I do think it's really true. But she is also in prime menopause stage, <laughs> which I feel like explains a lot of her political leanings sure, and her decisions lately. Well, I'll never need an abortion. 
You mean yeah, exactly. stuff like that? Exactly. Where is she yeah. from? I, like, I hear her name constantly, Arizona. and I know she's annoying, but then I'm always like, wait, why? what did she do? Why is she annoying again? I don't remember. Arizona used to be part of the Green Party and then is now essentially a Republican, doesn't believe in reforming the filibuster, and like voted present, i.e. didn't even show up when they were voting to form a January 6th commission to find out what the fuck happened. Also voted against $15 minimum wage, oh, uh, yeah. federal minimum I, yeah, wage. Yeah, I remember that. Right, with a now. little curtsy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she did yeah it, that's yeah. right. She was yeah. like holding a latte at the same time. Mm. It was like something very... And like a mini bag, you know, yes. like a mini... Like, like she never got over like she's into sesame street do you know what i mean like she's like it's cool like in seventh grade yeah. there was right, like a right, sesame right. street revival and like right. she's like that like hot topic mini bag mm-hmm. um yeah. you know little grover cookie monster t-shirt yeah. that kind of, baby tea right she's a baby tea yeah baby Cute tea shit. mini backpack kind of thing yeah, mini yes. ba- exactly yeah yeah, she's yeah. A mini backpack. well that's fun um <laughs> moving yeah i don't want to talk about her but she, was, no, she exists um you know who else exists or actually you know what we should do a follow-up on friend of the show justin halpern who oh i know really went viral this week um, i know with, i know and this is why i'm a bad journalist is that he's told me this story before and mm-hmm. because like we're friends, I just assumed it was like an off the record thing, and I didn't. And I was like, right. "Well, that's a cool story for me to know and feel cool about knowing." Uh, but yeah, yeah, but like I, you know, I didn't obviously. No, turned out uh, I guess it was something he didn't mind coming out. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> he did an interview yeah. with Variety about uh, <laughs> you know Harley Quinn, which is a great show. It's on HBO Max now. So, so fucking funny. So glad so that I can funny. actually watch it now. Um, I mean, unfortunately, uh, although I tweeted at him twice asking to be made into a supervillain, uh, he, you know, has not had me in season three, but I feel like, you know, (laughs) holding out hope for season four. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any friend would. Any true friend Mm -hmm. or slash uh, frequent podcast guest would put their the person who put them on the podcast on their HBO Max animated series. Mm -hmm. So. I imagine season four. Don't worry, guys. Season four, Jew Man coming to a screen near you. <laughs> you do look like oh, you. Oh, no. Does Jew Man. They took all of my rent money. <laughs> I don't know how does, to. Does Jew Man go down? Oh, Jew Man eats pussy. <laughs> well, we haven't told the story yet, so we got to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. a, he was telling Variety about why it's nice to have uh, a series that focuses on the villains because you get away with more. Um, right. And his quote is, a perfect example of that is in this third season of Harley when we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman. And DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. He added, they're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? Uh, they were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is going down on someone. <laughs> If anything, that would sell more toys, what, in my opinion. What kind of toys? It's just like I a. It's just like five. That's like a nesting doll of convoluted logic. Where oh like, yeah. yes, heroes don't do that. Why don't heroes do that? Uh, because it would make it harder to sell toys. It would what? To <laughs> to all the virgins who watch this show. Yeah, and... I mean, yeah. There's that, and it's also it's like to me those are two separate statements. First was kind of like uh, heroes don't do that. Yeah, uh, which I just imagining them writing that down and pressing send on that email, <laughs> like, and then going, oh, that wasn't a good explanation at all. <laughs> like now I sound like I don't 
you know, uh, fucking eat pussy because I consider myself a hero as opposed to a coward. But then I think they like, they said, listen, all right, this is still a superhero and we got to sell Batman toys and he can't eat pussy, which is kind of ridiculous because why would they shape the mask that way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right exactly. There for it. I know. The right? Batman mask is made for eating pussy. It sure is. Yeah, I just feel like to be a uh, executive at DC or one of these companies, you kind of have to do that thing where you have like a snap judgment of like a really uh, definitive take on something, and you uh-huh. just you make it sound like, oh yeah, of course, like he's totally right about that. Like he's mm-hmm. giving notes and his ideas, like, oh yeah, no, heroes don't do that. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, like some what? that was an offhanded comment that an executive said to an underling and they were like, I don't know. He said heroes don't do that. Let's write it down. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. heroes do eat pussy. If you eat pussy, you are a hero. Yeah. If, yes, this is, we. that's well known. It's yeah. been documented. If the um, postal service are fucking heroes for do, for delivering mail, certainly people eating pussy are also heroes. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I thought we had a low bar on heroes. And if your post man or woman also eats pussy double hero double hero mm. yeah. Cliff Clavin uh, love to eat the pussy mm-hmm. I love the idea though that like it's like yeah well you saw what happened to Christian Bale you know was, that's why his voice was all raspy he, had, <laughs> <laughs> he got that Michael Douglas disease he got <laughs> the Michael Douglas throat cancer <laughs> got, shit whatever yeah, the fuck that was yeah, he got uh, kind of like just cancer. eating so much pussy <laughs> yeah. this town just showed you that there are people who want to eat pussy? <laughs> I eat so much yeah. pussy. I have a, I have a bib with a picture of a pussy on it. Just like punching a woman trying to find the clit. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I like that Justin Halpern. I feel like he. What makes him funny and the reason he is who he is is that he had to follow up to ask like, wait, why? <laughs> why why can't we have Batman eating Catwoman's pussy? Right, like yeah. anyone else would just be like, oh yeah. We're, yeah, you know. yeah, I figured. It was one of those jokes I assumed was going to get cut. But yeah, him asking, that's what makes him special. Him being like, and why what, though? <laughs> <laughs> and then also following up with like, so you're saying Batman is a selfish lover is just fucking. That is amazing. It is yeah. so perfect. I mean, I don't know if canonically like that Batman eats pussy or whatever but uh i feel like of the justice league obviously aquaman would probably be like the biggest the best pussy eater he loves things that are wet and he could like breathe underwater he doesn't need to breathe or anything that's true that's true i feel like he could talk do you think he could talk to sperm (laughs) they are they're they're like command them (laughs) yeah they're sea creatures (laughs) they're just a bunch of little (laughs) you could like command people's sperm like out of their body as a weapon (laughs) <laughs> it just makes people come because yeah. he's like using yeah. sonar to talk to sperm like get out and, and then all of a sudden the penguin is like oh <laughs> i mean i assume aquaman occasionally fights the penguin you know being Wait, sure how did you, what is it uh what coming no what's the animal penguin why do you say that he weird? has the okay. weirdest accent that like he grew up in la mm. but he says words weird a lot like what, what's uh, I say, room ping. you say room weird you say dunk donkey weird and now you say penguin, <laughs> penguin. Weird. Donkey. no yeah. penguin has been a thing Peng- Pe- penguin penguin <laughs> well, okay penguin penguin here you go penguin yeah that doesn't sound That's- right <laughs> Pangin. So, but here a little flop, flop, pangin, make a <laughs> egg, pangin. and then sometimes the pangin egg go frozen and no more pangin, baby. Much of the pangin wings. 
I don't know why I say penguin weird, but you know the point is is that we that, found uh, out you did it. Now we can use it against you. That's the point. Yeah, mm-hmm. have fun mm-hmm. with it. I do think it's interesting though because we don't really get that much sexual backstory of any of the superheroes. Yeah, yeah, they always have kind of like on again, off again girlfriends is what it seems to me. What's the closest to a sex scene we've gotten with a super like Batman? I feel like the Michael as Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, fucking uh, Michelle Pfeiffer licking licking Michael Keaton's face and like telling yeah telling him not to eat. uh, What do you call it? The pussy. The stuff that makes you kiss, you stand. Oh, oh mistletoe. mistletoe. That's the way. It's poisonous oh. if you yeah, eat it or yeah, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. But yeah, you don't really. I mean, because you never see Superman fucking um, Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Uh, and, no, the superheroes um, thing is to weirdly pine for uh, people that are way below them uh, for right. obnoxiously long periods of time, like Wonder Woman. <laughs> Pining for Chris Pine for like eighty years after he died Literally or something Chris like that. Pine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Come the on. weirdest one. Yeah, that's the saddest. Yeah, especially given the fact that like uh, he he doesn't have. It's not you know they all don't have superpowers. I mean Lois Lane doesn't have superpowers either, mm-hmm. or it's, neither does um, the one from uh, Spider Man, Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Chris Pine one is just like, I mean Chris Pine exists. In that world, and also in this world, as a dime a dozen hot guy. And so you're kind of like, yeah, you could find another Chris Pine. Yeah, you could have anyone. And yet she, that's the, yeah, the uh, Wonder Woman bothered me because just because that I like, did not, it broke my brain to see her like, <gasps> and yeah, he's like yeah. kind of aloof. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what the just, fuck are you doing? Yeah, I mean, also, like he, give it like 10 years. She's like, this movie was <laughs> yeah. set in the 80s. She's still holding a candle for this guy that died in like 1918. Get the fuck right. out of here. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. It, and and it's just uh, you know if he had had like any personality at all, like you know I'd yeah. have been sure, like, okay, funny. I get it. He was funny and he cool, ate but mad so, pussy. He must eat like there he probably like dicks her down real good. It reminds me also of your bit mad about like the devil versus like God and whatever, like thinking uh-huh. that maybe the villains are the ones who are like generous lovers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the superheroes are the like ones. the devil is the one who's telling two gay people to follow their heart. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah it's true. I mean, I think that's what makes Harley Quinn such a fucking funny show. Uh, is that like the the i don't know it's honestly amazing the amount of leeway they get with dcip like uh yeah she fucks yeah not only that but like they have like uh they like outlined poison ivy sexuality as being bi Mm. and like uh, and uh, it's like they they're they they have the characters do have sexuality and also uh beyond that it's just like the amount of jokes in there that are just not for kids at all well, i mean it's an r-rated show i know but it's amazing that dc allowed them to make a fucking r-rated show yeah. like that's fucking cool and yeah it's like the I- one i'm so impressed with it the one, the one good IP example fucking yeah yeah exactly one good exactly. example of ip maintenance because it was like they really did start from a place of like why the fuck would like who would why does harley quinn uh, like, what is this character's deal? What, what would she be like if she really existed? And it was like, right. it was very clear that she has this boyfriend that doesn't give a shit about her, who's also right. <laughs> like this abusive <laughs> scumbag boyfriend. Yeah, it's she's the like the f- Amy Winehouse of DC. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like she is clearly pining for the Joker 
uh, and is just always mad that like it's it, it also reminds me a lot of um, uh, the stand up comedy world a little bit too just mm. kind of like this like very are you saying big... all female comedians have shitty boyfriends is that what you're saying yes, yes. it's part oh, of okay. it <laughs> except for her I mean she's got a great because you know we're fiance fiance Fiance, fiance. What's the other one? Is fiance. It You're the fiance. Fian- fiance. I'm the fiance. <laughs> yeah. She's the fiance. Fiance, fiance. Um, yeah. So like, uh, but no, just the way that like, fucking Joker in the series is always trying to like gatekeep her yeah. uh, away from like yes. kind of uh, the fucking. I forget what it's called. Like the the, the associate real- is basically SAG for villains. Uh-huh. Uh, that exists in it and like or just like the green room yeah and, and just kind of like uh, you know the way that she's trying to get ahead on her own and he's just always there trying to number one kind of like tempt her with that that good joker dick and then is also <laughs> like actively trying to keep her from having any success it's so funny it is like it's it's just a really well done show and i feel like a jewish supervillain like me <laughs> being drawn into it what's your power i think it's um (laughs) the power to he um, complains and shames like he can guilt you into doing Uh different things i can yeah i've got like it's basically like the the force type thing you know except for it's like uh, i just guilt you into doing stuff that i want Mm -hmm. i also have the power to make any soup the perfect temperature Um, and, like, I, oh, so you can like make it real hot and then throw it in bad guys' exactly, faces. Exactly, exactly. Like, mm, like, like, like he's like having like a cold like uh, fucking beer, and I just like use my superpower to make that a really hot, disgusting beer, and like really just ruin his night. Shoot bagels. This yeah, is, this I can is the most anti-Semitic very, shit it, ever. You know, but I'm I'm co-signing it. It's okay to say it because it's a great villain. There needs to be a villain. Yeah. We'll like a there. Rothschild. Haven't there been a lot man. of like sort of Jewish coded villains in for forever? In not in comics, mostly books in Harry Potter. In Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah. in uh, in like uh, in a lot of fantasy novels, like fucking. Um, uh, I feel like Tolkien probably had some like mm. with the orcs definitely. a little bit, but like uh, uh, definitely, yeah, the the dragon who was like guarding the gold. Um, no, but he was supposed then, to be German, wasn't he? That's why his name was Smaug. Because it was like oh, the mustard right? gas or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it could definitely be that. Uh, also, uh, Gimli and all the dwarves, I think, were also supposed to be the race of Jews that like wanted to, like you know, hoard all of the the gems, stones, mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, What's the Elven language? Elvish. That... It's literally called Elvish. It's called Elvish. Elvish, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I knew someone who was like F- fluent, f- freak- freakishly. Yeah. Into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to a point, but like they were older. They weren't like our, they weren't just fans. They were like, I speak Elvish. Right. Yeah. They had maps everywhere. It's an actual language. I it's mean, like that was a, his whole thing. Like, what's his, Tolkien was uh, a linguist. Yeah. He, like, that, he kind of created the whole thing just so he could do his, like, languages and stuff, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, he's, uh, yeah. But I, I think it, it's superheroes. A lot of the the heroes uh, in comic books are Jewish coded. Like Superman was supposed to be a Jewish coded character. Well, he really? was. Yeah, he was created yeah. by Jews, right? He was created by. I mean, a lot. I mean, Stan Lee also created, you know, a bunch of superheroes, and they're they're all a mix of you know, some are coded as Jewish, some are not. But uh, yeah, anyways, Superman yeah. was a Jew. I mean, his name was fucking you know, Kal El. 
Mm. Um, and his son was Jurel, and these are like uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hebrew, yeah, shit. You know, Cal Ben Hebrew shit. Gurian. Um, Cal Ben Gurian, yes. <laughs> um, Anyways. You Hell know, yeah, Justin Halpern. Uh, we can need, need you back on the pod for some fresh content because yeah. the the fact that we didn't know that we could have just fucking posted that really yeah. fucked us up. We really blew it. Um, yeah. But you know what? We're gonna talk in the heights today. But before we get to that, you know, we have some other important uh, news in Hispanic uh, representation. Um, oh, f- fantastic! And that is that. Uh, Hilaria Baldwin and Alec oh, no. uh, have come out with a new podcast. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Oh, see. Sí. In Espanol. In Espanol. It's called What's One More? Because, you know, it's like a joke about they have so many A lot kids. of podcasts. Um, oh, I thought it was uh, there were too many podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So what's one more podcast in this fucking crowded market? Uh, What's One More is for conversations about mental health, chatting through challenges we all face, building community so we can make this a better world for our children, hopefully a few laughs, probably some tears too, and trying to figure out what makes this all worthwhile. I hate this so much. I fucking hate this. So why are podcasts now, like newer podcasts that are coming out, number one, they're all like the first thing, mental health. Yeah. You know what's bad for Which, my mental health is every single fucking person uh, that that being their new grift. Yeah, if your brand what? is mental health at this point, I just think that you're you're lying to me well, and trying to steal my money because it's mental health from non mental health experts. Yeah, it's like you know problems that everybody faces, like what to do when your second au pair has to go away for a little bit. Like I don't know, like it's you know a fucking Alec Baldwin and Hilaria. I don't think anyone I. I can't think of two people who I'd relate less to. I can't think of two people who are less qualified to talk about mental health. One yeah. person who's like fucking One person like famously, who's, famously who's, short-tempered and another yeah. person who pretended to be... Who has a split personality disorder <laughs> and he's pretending who to pretended be pretended to be yeah. a different flavor of European for clout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she pretended to be from Spain. Like, I mean, it's just like... These two oh, people. Oh, I'm from are, Spain. Yeah, see, <laughs> so as somebody who grew up in Spain, I believe mental health is very important. Is, I imagine this is what that's a Spanish accent, yeah. so it's not racist, right? It's not racist. They're white. Yeah. As long as you do it with a little bit of a lisp, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about her origin being so-called Spanish is that she just had rich white parents who decided yeah. to live in Spain <laughs> for dad, half the her year. Dad was a professor so... who retired there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And not even like to Madrid. It was like one of the islands that's like 80% yeah. British people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's pretty God. amazing. I, I'm, I'm honestly like, again, I think I've gone on record as saying I'm cool with that entire thing. Oh, apparently uh, uh, they admitted. I feel it wasn't there controversy about whether she had had her most recent kid. Uh, because uh, as this episode closed out. Uh, Jordan mentioned their new additions, Maria Lucia, who was born in February via surrogate, and Eduardo, nine months. Come on, man. Uh, just like They are also parents to Carmen, Rafael, Leonardo, and Romeo. <laughs> just God like, damn it. God <laughs> damn all it. Of the names. I, I'm sorry. It's just like this is so funny. None to of be it. Like, that's a lot of kids, by my, the way. Oh, yeah, that's, Muchos that's, hijos. Well, what's... What's what's one more, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I just love continuing the uh, the lie, like generationally with kids. You like at some point they're going to be able to look at their family tree of like Bills and 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 Roberts and Patricias and stuff, and then all of a sudden it's just like Romeo and, <laughs> and it's, you know like fucking Candelabra and like <laughs> Candelabra is pretty good. You know what that means? Uh, it means candle holder. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know what a candelabra is. <laughs> I like the idea you just that, said it in English English accent. I just, like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, candelabra. I like the idea that they had five fucking kids and they decided they ne- they needed a sixth so bad that they got someone else to have it for them. Yeah, what the fuck? Like at some point it's just like normal people problems, like surrogates. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Like when you pay a hundred thousand dollars for you somebody know when you're to trying have, your, to have kid. your fifth kid. Like, does that mean does that mean that they biologically ex- can't? Go ahead. Does I'm that sorry. mean they put Alec Baldwin's sperm and her egg together and implanted it in, in somebody else's uterus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, a, like, whatever. Thing. Like that. If if you can't have kids, that makes total sense. No, but if, if you're you just a rich that, person that wants to have a sixth kid so bad that you need like a someone else's uterus to have it, that's fucking weird. Is that? I'm sorry. It is, it's this prohibitively is this... expensive, but it is a good solution if you're like, yeah, f- yeah. your forties or whatever. You can't, yeah. have, you know, you've been trying, can't have kids, but damn, it is for a select few. Wait, does that like Kardashians? Does stuff. that mean so? This is the sixth kid. Yeah, they have this five of their own six. and a sixth born via surrogate. But what about Eduardo? They have a sixth... Isn't he nine months. Oh yeah, Eduardo is nine months, and Maria Lucia is only <laughs> what. Uh, four months. So, like, they waited five months before they had another kid. What the? F- that is in. That's honestly, and they're gonna do a podcast about mental health. Yeah, like this is this is wild. My friend from college who has like the most kids of anyone I know. He's Irish and his wife is Filipino, and it's like, well, yeah, of course they're gonna have. Yeah, you know? yeah, it makes sense. If you get double Catholic, it's like you just can't stop having. <laughs> yeah, kids. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's just it's on a timer. Double Catholic. Double Catholic means you're gonna have a lot, a lot of kids. Yeah, you but, can't have uh, less than five. Otherwise, you know, you want. I also otherwise, love, the communion wafers don't scale. Like you're, they're too expensive. Right. <laughs> God doesn't have just, enough. Uh, God doesn't have actually, enough to go around. This yeah. is so crazy. But the same people who I knew who were obsessed with Lord of the Rings and Elven or Elvish or whatever yeah. are in Opus Day. Which mm. is the innermost and scariest fucking version of Catholicism? You know, right. it's funny because that I've comes up on the latest Sopranos uh, episode. So, like, what is? I, I remember Opus Day being talked about like in the early two thousands when Sopranos was out, but I don't remember like what the deal. With I don't it know a lot is. about it, but so this was in Argentina. There's a lot of Opus Day in Argentina. They're very close to the Vatican, at least. Like, and yeah. you, if you pledge yourself to Opus Day, it's like the innermost cult. They believe mm-hmm. in like self-flagellation, so like wearing sort of those like you know um, ever tightening like thorn yeah, clamps on your body yeah, yeah. and whatever the hell those are, and uh, and it, then you just have kids and kids and kids. And this family had like ten kids, and the eleventh had down syndrome and they were like that's enough yeah i mean and that's it but you get money from them you get money from the church consistently Mm, you kind of get set up for life so it's kind of like the mormon version of catholicism yeah you pay money and there's kind of like social welfare plan and they'll help exactly i mean stuff it wasn't that isn't uh, get set up with work etc isn't that what the da vinci code was about or something opus day yes i don't know it's cre- It's the creepiest version. It's the like yeah, there's that Pope scene. Benedict 
There's that scene in uh, The Da Vinci Code where Gary Oldman is like, oh, I bet you thought it was Opus Day, didn't you? And uh, yeah, 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 very good, very yeah. good. Uh, uh, it's a white boy day yeah, joke, yeah, which no. I love. You know, you know me. I love a good white boy day joke. I try to weed um, out the listeners uh, to like fifteen <laughs> who get my dumb jokes that aren't even jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I also, just with regards to that podcast, uh, like a lot of these descriptions now, they do just sound like they're. Um, trying to apply for a grant right. to do a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're, we're about building community and mental health. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some laughs, but there's also going to be some tears. It's just like, oh, just everything about it. And it just I mean, bothers me, too, because they probably didn't want to, but they got a deal. Like someone offered them yeah. a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah exactly. They don't need it. They don't even want to do a podcast. And they I hate to say it. They don't want to be in a room. Anyway. Yeah. But like Alec Baldwin's good at like radio. Like Alec Baldwin is really good at being a famous person. Uh, and uh, like he had another yeah. interview show, and it was like pretty good because he's like it's weird for someone to be that much different in his personal life than he is uh, as a famous person. Because like as right. a famous person, he is incredible. And then oh yeah, and then the second the second he like gets off stage, I feel like he's immediately like throwing a shoe at uh, yeah. an assistant and being a total dick. But <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I sometimes I get his voicemails to his daughter confused with <laughs> Mel Gibson's voicemails to his like girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think only one of them said the n word. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, I do remember there was something with like. You can guess which one that one. Yeah, was. I think we could all guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> Give me back my son, Jew. Uh, <laughs> don't you feel like he should have said Jew? Like he wanted to say Jew at the end of that. Give me line? back my refund. <laughs> Give me back my rent. Uh, he's just, he's very racist. Anyways, um, but Mel Gibson, what did uh, not Mel Gibson? Uh, uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin he what did he? What, he called her a rude yeah. little pig. Yeah, he called her a pig. That's yeah. what it was. I love that. To who? To his daughter. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like yelling at your kid is more uh, relatable than yelling at your. You mean Haley? As in Haley Bieber? No, no, no that's, that's Ste- Stephen's yeah. kid. Oh, that makes all the sense. I learned that. That makes recently. way more sense. I learned. Yeah, I always thought that was Alec Baldwin's kid. Then I found out she's from uh, another Baldwin, and I was like, Oh, I see why she married no. up. Ireland is too high class for Justin Bieber. He's like, he's. I yeah. feel like he's below her on the, on the like yeah. fame prestige like he's if you're he's like Stephen a network- Baldwin's offspring you gotta you gotta level up a little bit. yeah exactly the worst Baldwin I mean if it's not an yeah it's certainly not an Alec who who is the second most Baldwin is it Stephen what do you mean second most like famous yeah like like uh, we all know Alec Baldwin is like King Baldwin but there like has any other one of them like they all kind of blend together there's Daniel there's, there's Stephen, Billy Daniel there's Billy I think Billy Daniel Stephen and Alec right is it, wow. is, it, is it just the four? Do, I mean, we both do, have computers. Do, we could probably look do, this do, up. Do, do. I mean, I, I, yeah, part of me is like, Billy. you know, it's like that scene in oh, Will William. Hunting, I like, forgot there's a William. There's Willie, Ricky, Bobby, oh, no, Tommy, that's, that's, Jeffrey. <laughs> that's Billy. Sorry, I'm dumb. Oh, yeah, the same guy. Yeah, William. the same guy. Uh, yeah, Alec, Daniel, Williams. I can't believe I did that. Willie, Ricky, top. Bobby, Tommy, D- Danny, Marky. David, squeeze and box, Clara. Asian Steve, yeah, uh, yeah Spoon, <laughs> yeah, uh, Red Sox. Stephen was in the Usual Suspects. Harvard. 
but then I think he's kind of reactionary. I forget one yeah, of no, them Steven, is reactionary. Yeah, Stephen is the Stephen's the, the born Trump. again dumbass Christian guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's it seems Which, it's always seemed like partly a grift. Yeah, like he Which does is the one in yeah. Go he ahead. does like movies like you know Heaven is for Real and those kind of things. Right, like he does right, bad yeah. those bad Christian movies. Bad Christian movies, yeah. Wh- who's the one who was in Biodome? <laughs> That's Stephen. That Stephen was the Biodome yeah, guy. Yeah, he should have quit after that. He was great in Biodome. I I agree. Biodome is the one where he and Polly Shore live in a biodome. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's well, they the have plot. To, they, they have to recreate homeostasis on the right. biodome. It's weird how many times I've seen almost every Polly Shore movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speak, speaking of, of which, you recently, uh, today, you put out your... Uh, your fucking grand opus, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, oral history of Freddie got fingered to uh, to rave reviews. People are people are loving it. I'm glad because it was one of those things where, I mean, like at, at a certain point, I had maybe like delusions that it could be like book length. Uh, you know, really, like, like that someone would yeah, read did you say it length, length, book, yeah, length, book length, yeah, book length. I'm just gonna clown on book, everyone's book length. Yeah, you're saying it right. Just pay no attention to it. The length of the penguin. Uh It was like in that middle ground where I did this. uh, I didn't talk to everybody that I wanted to. Like, I could only get a hold of so many people. And they were all. You got Tom Green. I got Tom Green right away. I got Eddie K. Thomas, who played Freddie, who was Mm -hmm. great. He's not in the movie very much, but he was actually like really uh, interesting. And when he was talking about being at MTV Spring Break, uh, you know, back in the day after seeing it on cable all those times like you know when you were yeah. a kid you saw that and you're like oh my god i i would fuck so much if i was there uh, and uh, yeah right and he's talking about getting to do it and then it's actually sucking because it's just like a film set and you know it's, yeah. it's like anything else you go out there and say hey, next up britney spears and then you yeah yeah no no one's a, it's not actually a porn it just feels like a porn yeah but uh yeah and, and uh it ended up being like Nine thousand words, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> which is uh, which is insane. W- which is way too long <laughs> for like an article on the web, but not also not long enough for like a book. So, I was, but then I'm like, what am I gonna do? Cut all this good stuff? I don't want to do that either. No, I I get like that th- Substack going. I know, yeah. man. That- you got to get that subby stack, man. Mm. Just wait till you get canceled, then you'll join Substack and you can write all the words you want i'm gonna i'm gonna have to wait till they start dom stack and uh and do that <laughs> so stupid yeah uh but yeah no uh it it, it was funny because i i started reading i haven't finished it yet because i'm not uh, a fucking alien who can read at super speed but uh it did remind me of my i just uh, i tweeted about it my experience with freddie got fingered is i was on a field trip uh and the uh, and somehow i like I, I have vague memories of how this happened but we all were able to get drunk somehow mm-hmm. and i think we were at some place where there was a movie theater nearby it was like a school trip uh-huh. and so Jesus, a bunch great. a bunch of drunk high school kids went to go see freddy got fingered like the day or a day after it came out um in theaters and we were all way too drunk and we were dying. It was like the funniest thing we'd ever seen. But then there's a part where the I forget who breaks their leg. Someone breaks their leg in it and the bone's sticking out. Yeah, and yeah. Tom... it's Harlan Williams. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's riding around on the skate ramp. 
That's right. Yeah. And then and then Tom Green licks the bone. Oh. And then and then my friend vomited. And half of it was the beer, but the other half was it was the most disturbing, disgusting scene. Yeah. Tom Green really is uh I think gonna go down in history as kind of like an innovator. Well, it's uh, funny because it's like I feel like uh, you know, Jackass kind of improved the formula in some ways. And yeah. and then you know, there's people that have come along after, like Eric Andre and Borat, and all these people mm-hmm. that feel like spiritual uh, descendants of Tom Green. And then, like, I still go back and watch Tom Green bits that I had like memory hold or never saw in the first place, and it's still right. fucking insane. Like uh, Matt Louv read that article and he sent me this clip of uh, of Tom Green. I guess it was on his public access show doing this yeah. Brit bit called the cow brain boat and yeah it was just him he's like in I just a, he's in a field saw that in the group chat and he's, it was he's, so he's in a field weird. and he's surround he's he has like five severed like cow's heads and, and he's, he's playing a character that's like uh i don't know it, like i can only describe as trying to be what was that dude the pickup artist magician or whatever <laughs> yeah what, uh, what was his name mystery Mystic? mystery yeah he's doing like this character mm-hmm. and then yeah go and ahead. he starts uh and he's like you know to make the cow brain you, cow brain boat you got to get the brains out so you you get the cow's heads you got to get the brains out of the cow's heads and he's got five cow's heads and he just starts bashing the dead cow's heads with a baseball <laughs> bat at one point he hacks into he like takes an axe to an actual cow skull to get the brain out and then he puts the brains on like some pl- plastic bags and lights them on fire to create a seal under the brains and then he puts this disc onto like a floating piece of styrofoam with a little flag and he's like yeah there's the there's the cow brain boat that's how you make a cow brain boat and it's like watching it you're, you're not sure what you're seeing yeah. until he starts beating the severed cow's head with a stick yeah and then you just can't stop laughing because it's so fucking stupid (laughs) yeah there's really something about him that like i remember thinking like at one point uh like i remember when we all got over him i remember there was there was that moment where it was just like uh God, this guy will do anything for attention. That was like kind of mm-hmm. like the feeling. I mean, he is and, very tedious. That's part of his whole shtick. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. But I remember it was like a... Well, you outgrew him a little bit, probably. I think society, I think, altogether... There was a time where there was like kind of a monoculture and went, and all of a sudden, all of society would decide that something sucks now. Yeah. Like Nickelback or mm-hmm. like Tom Green. Like we just... Like everyone was just like, Tom Green sucks now. Like Family Guy does a joke about him and he's he's fucking done. Um, and now I look back at, at like some of the stuff that I loved from him and I'm like honestly impressed uh, uh, he had one bit that was like a an interstitial uh on his show where he's like in the middle of like times square or like somewhere in new york and he just uh lies down on the floor uh and he's wearing like this flat this like you know like i don't know a pork pie hat or something and it's just like on the floor he's just flat on the ground and people are just walking by him and yes. everyone's kind of looking at him and then very slowly like a crowd gathers around in a circle 
and they're like not sure what to do and then like one guy like tries to wake him up and they're like should we call the cops and then he just like gets up he looks around like everyone else is an idiot and then walks away <laughs> and it, it's such a stupid joke but yeah. it fucking it killed me yeah and then it's, there was a time he, he got uh fucking uh testicular cancer that's right i no, remember it, that during freddy got finger or it was actually like well during pre-production he had testicular cancer uh, and then we got treated for that. And also like his house burned down around the same time. And then, oh, right. n- and then by, by like December of, uh, like the Freddie got finger was fingered was released on four twenty, And then yeah. by December, he and Drew Barrymore were already divorced. I was uh, just going to say, that's when I stopped caring. I was like, yeah. Oh no. They well, it, was like, it was like, he was kind of, I think he, people got over him because of the Drew Barrymore thing. And if you watch Freddie got fingered, yeah. like the one notably really bad scene is the one scene where they like tried to crowbar, uh, Drew Barrymore in there. And she right. is just in a scene and she yells at the top of her lungs. And then she's not in the movie uh, other than that. And it was, uh, yeah. yeah, but not like in a scream way. No, yeah, it good. wasn't a good scene. No, it was bad. And she had a weird period where she would yell in all of her movies. Remember Donnie Darko, where she just like goes out to a baseball field and screams for some reason. I do remember she was going for like she saw like she had worked with Adam Sandler in The Wedding Singer, and someone and like Sandler was like, you know what you should do. You got to yell more. Yeah, you got to talk out of the side of your mouth and yell sometimes. Yeah, talk out of the side of your mouth. She always talked out of the side of her mouth. I don't think she... No, but like she, it was kind of like a Sandler-esque type of vibe. I Uh, feel like she was going for with like uh, her comedy uh, screamings and uh, they they were never good. But um, yeah, like I think the Drew Barrymore thing was like Tom Green has flown too close to the sun. Yeah. It was like... (laughs) Totally. Like he he became too big and... uh, and society, you know, had a backlash against him, which uh, is unfortunate because, you know, fucking actually, it's probably a good thing. I think that, you he, know what? I think that yeah. happens to all Canadians because I think Canadians are like <laughs> just by and large a little too weird for American pop culture. And it happens to yeah. all of them. It happened to Mike Myers. Except for Bieber. It happened yeah. to it happened to Bieber, too. It happened to uh, Ace Ventura, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, Jim Carrey, mm, yeah, yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. What's, all, what's his name? They all yeah. get a little weird. Like that's I've always said. That's true. American Dan celebrities, Aykroyd. American celebrities, uh, the male ones at least, they get fat. Uh, British celebrities just get leathery in their old age. They get skinnier. Yeah. Like they're like actually being uh, and, dehydrated and, and like and more racist. They and get more, more racist. racist. No where, matter where they came from before, <laughs> yeah. they get more racist. And what about the Australians? And Canadians, they just uh they get crazy. Australians are an interesting Like case. Gibson. Australians or, get uh, racist more openly. <laughs> there you go. Even more. No, but Canadians also their fall from grace is never like terrifying terrible no. and like no you know it just they got weird yeah yeah alanis morissette that she just got a little too weird people sort of forgot about her and she went away yeah. a little bit she's got a new song out i was like listen to the first 10 and i was like i'm done i'm fine yeah yeah i mean jagged little her, pill is just like non-stop bangers yeah yeah non-stop non-stop bangers yeah. um but yeah anyways you know fucking freddie got fingered is a good movie about a guy who is literally trying to burn uh, enough money to finish to make a movie that's yeah. bad yeah that's good. Is, I skipped it oh, so I need to watch it it's, it's brilliant 2001 it's, brilliant. it's also the I think scene, I might have been too old for it maybe have you Possibly. seen the cheese sandwiches scene at least mm, 
Mm-mm. I'm going to play the audio clip. Just The last it's... Tom Green f- I saw was Road Trip. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was that was before. That was uh, that was yeah. This that was the thing that that because he kind of was the standout in that. Yes, and people were like, "We got to give this idiot his own movie." But he was big before Road Trip. When he was in Road Trip, no, it was but like I a, mean, yeah, he got it, he got like Road Trip because of the show because of the MTV show, and then Road Trip was a huge hit. Uh, yeah, and then and they're like, "We got to make a movie around Tom yeah, Green because yeah, yeah. he's 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 white hot right now." Is there a problem? Yeah, moron. I ordered a cheese sandwich and there's hardly any cheese in here. That's no good, is it? Here, give me your sandwich. I will fix it for you. We can't have people complaining that there's not enough cheese in the cheese sandwiches now, can we? I mean, if there's no cheese in a cheese sandwich, that's basically just two slices of bread. If word of that were to get out, well, I could lose my job. I could lose all of this! We wouldn't want that now, would we? Would we? Would we? Ah! What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Oh, you could stick it in your bum bum. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the greatest scene of any low-wage worker. I mean, every time I worked any... Like my job at Starbucks or as a waiter yeah. or anything. Like that was always running through my head. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna tell my boss? I could lose all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's uh it's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom Green, um hero. Moving on to things that are not great. Uh Wow. <laughs> that's our transition. I mean, actually I don't know what we're transitioning There's to. There's this fucking uh target ad masquerading as a movie called In the Heights. <laughs> and god damn was I bored. Holy shit. What even is this thing? In the Heights. We're talking about it. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda's uh musical. Uh, his I, I don't know if it was his first musical, but it was like kind of the one that I think Won him a Tony, like his first Tony. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I could, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. 2008, I think, is when uh, it came out and when he won the Tony. Uh, and, you know, it just all went uphill from there. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I guess I could see. I see the appeal of the play to some extent because. Yeah. You know, watching a musical on stage, watching all the actors like hit their choreography and hit all the notes and and do, (laughs) you know, synchronized singing and dancing like there is a natural spectacle and compelling something that's compelling about that. Uh, Yeah. When you transfer it to a movie and also a movie that's like 13 years later. I mean, all I could think about this is just like this is this music is every musical ever. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't feel that. But go on. Uh, I mean, like once you take the the stakes of a live show a- out of it, like, then what yes. are we watching? It's just this Olive Garden ass uh, plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first of all, the plot of uh, In the Heights uh, in Washington Heights, New York. The scent of warm coffee hangs in the air outside of the 181st Street subway stop where a kaleidoscope of dreams rallies a vibrant and tight-knit community. (laughs) At the intersection... At the intersection intersection of hope and what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope and change. Uh, At the intersection of it all is a likable and magnetic bodega owner who hopes, imagines, and sings about a better life. By Lin-Manuel Miranda, 
Um, I mean, it's like I mean, yeah. I I I do want to say that like it felt, especially in the year twenty twenty one, like this was yeah ten years late, way too late mm, way to too release late. something like this, and just the most outward facing cultural look at Washington Heights meaning yeah. this is for white people this is for white people yeah. we are happy here with our coffee yeah, and exactly. our minimum wage jobs yeah. la 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 like yeah. you know but don't gentrify us but we're happy like it, right. it was very yeah. much a happy dancing immigrant story that that I was trying many 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 times to feel like no it was groundbreaking it is very it's cool to have this kind of representation mm -hmm. it is cool to learn about Washington Heights is just in the campiness yeah. so, really cheap it's so broad the, like like if this yeah. was actually a, a is he from is he Lin-Manuel Miranda's from Washington Heights right I believe I, so I, I have I to assume got zero sense of him as a person like if this was yeah. about his story like if you tell me about one person uh, in Washington Heights, you can tell the story of Washington Heights yes. through that one person. There is no one person. This is just like a series of vague stereotypes and cliches that he's like, oh, don't you know the bodega owner, Tony? He's such a sweet guy. And then there's the girls that hang out at the nail salon. And blah. Ugh. And it really does feel uh, like... There's no story. It's, it's just a series of immigrants with big dreams. Oh. It, it feels like it was written by a white person who gentrified Washington Heights yes. yeah. and is just like telling all of their white friends like there's so much culture. It's mm. very vibrant. It's so here. vibrant. Mm -hmm. So colorful. Everyone is just and also Latinos are very I'm sorry, Latin exes are so hard working like it feels like yeah it's yeah coming. they enjoyed when they the the lights went out like yeah, the, yeah. the blackout. <laughs> yeah. They just danced the whole time. They dance. At all the time. Doesn't matter what's at nine eleven, they danced in the streets. <laughs> and like you said, like there was a time when representation was like groundbreaking for in its in and of itself. But now, like the idea of representation has just become like a fig leaf for bad art. Like this is like yeah. now it's like what is this about? It's like oh, you know, it's just so I feel so seen, and we're like it's like the be all end goal of all art is uh, to represent people, which. Number yeah. one is like an impossible task. You can't. You're not. You're never going to represent everyone. With right. A piece Nothing of art. can and, be fully all encompassing, all representative, in, including this. And it's also. Yeah. It's also. Yeah. And, that, and and like it's so telling that the on, the only like mainstream criticism that's broken through of this movie is that it wasn't representative enough. Like literally, yeah. the only reason this thing fucking existed was because oh, we got to be. We're trying to be like representative and representation is the goal of all art at this point. And, uh, no, I think the reason it is, exists is because Lin-Manuel is like, you know, he's a bankable name sure. and you're gonna make a lot of money if, yeah. You, yeah. if you put this, if you make this. Also, you have to like, you, you first have to start with the context of like, the reason why it was made to begin with, like, uh, you know, when he made the musical as a stage play, um, you know, I I don't think I can say with full confidence, oh, the only reason that this was ever made then was because they were trying to do representation. In fact, it 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 felt to me like the um 
I don't know. They're like, there's a gulf between the movie and what I assume the play is like, uh, because of just the time difference. Like, you know, they tried to update the play is what it felt like. There's like, they reference John wick and, yeah. uh, people are saying things like facts, which is just not slang <laughs> in 2008. Mm-hmm. And um, you could tell the music had not been written in 2021 or 2020. No, no. And, and I mean, it felt that the music was very much proto Hamilton music. Yeah, it was, it was first draft Hamilton. It for was sure. it felt like first draft Hamilton music, which to me isn't a bad thing because I actually I personally uh it, am a shill and enjoy Hamilton. I mean it so wasn't I, a bad thing at the time, but now that like Hamilton has already been like a cultural phenomenon and has been like you know, copied and ripped off 20 times that if you put right. something out that feels like rough draft Hamilton, it feels even more dated and uh, Yeah. Like, I also like I just like, what was this even about? It was just people yeah. singing about their dream. Like, if this had just been about the main character and his, like, love interest and, like, why they could or couldn't get it together, I might have been into it. But you have, like, all it was these even lengthy digressions into uh, yeah. random side stories. Like, who fucking cares? And then it comes down to a goddamn lottery ticket, like a literal, <laughs> literal lottery ticket at the end. Hey. I mean, I was waiting, you know, like when it comes to representing like blocks in New York and Brooklyn, like mm-hmm. do the right thing to me feels like the gold standard of representation. And, and like yeah. this felt like a shitty musical of do the right thing. And it's almost like what white pe- I, I don't know. It'd be like if Spike Lee made do the right thing for white people. Yeah, That's what like, he would have seen. I don't even really um, like Spike Lee, but like the the. At least Spike Lee was willing to ruffle some feathers, like like do the right thing. Totally. I mean, it ends with him uh, throwing the trash can through trash Sal's can. window, and all the white people are like, "Well, Sal was so nice to him." Um, yeah. So like yeah. there was like there was a sense that Spike Lee was like making that for himself, and yeah. uh, and he had like a point of view. I don't know what the fucking point of view of this is, other than like I'm Lin Manuel Miranda. I'm so sweet. Give me money. Uh, it felt so like there's a few lines in there, which I'm I'm trying to decide uh, whether or not these were like, I want to see the original stage musical of it. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a few parts in there where they say like a couple times, uh, man, you know, our voices need to be heard. Our, tell, tell our stories. And uh, which is uh, to me seems like more... Uh, I don't know. I would say that, like, at the time it was actually made, the idea of Lin Manuel just being like, "I'm telling our stories," right. doesn't sound doesn't sound bad to me. That uh, that it, like, well, it, I don't trust it, anyone. That it was says, more groundbreaking then. I don't trust anyone I mean, that says I'm telling our story because, like, who the fuck are you? Tell your story. Like, don't be. Yeah. You don't tell other people's story. Like, tell your own. Fu- yeah. Like, what about you? Yeah. What is your point of view? Like, if it's true, and this, I think that is one thing in this musical that does not exist at all is his story. Because his story, as far as I know, is that both of his parents were kind of uh, I, like he's a rich kid, and uh, yeah. and so like you know both of his parents are uh, not just like rich but like uh, politically connected people, mm. and uh, that, that makes so to much me, sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I think like uh, let's see, Luis uh, A. Miranda Jr. is a uh, uh, a Democratic Party consultant. 
And uh, Dr. Luz Towns Miranda, a clinical And they're just doing all the things that make me... Democratic shield. Like, I love a lot <laughs> of things about, body New, count. about New York, but when they do, like, when they fetishize, like, New York stuff, where she's, like, she's singing a song to the George Washington Bridge at one point, and then at, oh, at another point, she said... She, Puts her hands on the fence and just say, and says, "Oh, let twice. Me, just, let me just listen to my block. Yeah, let Fuck me just listen to my. I, you. I had to write that down. <laughs> like, I had to write my that down. Whole asshole. I mean, oh. Like, I guarantee if he would have made this, sunny. if he made this about like uh, fucking Fresno, I still would have hated it. Like if he made it yeah. made yeah. it about like my two square block area, it's just so fake and. Bullshit. I would love a Fresno in the Heights. It's just called. Yeah. It's called like in the depths, and it's yeah. just fucking. It's just like, hold on, hold on. Let me listen to my block in the valley. And then you let just me listen hit, to this crop duster. Let me just listen to my block, and then from like a far away, you hear. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. Boom, suffocation. Like, yeah. <laughs> that would rule. Someone <laughs> listening to new metal too loud in their shitty truck. <laughs> Shut up, mom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one Fuck point, you, mom. at one point, yeah. which I thought was really weird, there's like the Dominicans in the, uh, or I don't know if they're the Dominicans or the Puerto Ricans in the scene, but she says, you know, we can do anything. We survived the Taino genocide. And yeah. And it was like, did you, did you survive? Are you Taino? Like, are you, did you survive it? Or are you like descendants that, like, of the people yes. who perpetrated In the DR, it? I mean, you're a little uh, yeah, of both, both, but it's, it's a weird, yeah. I don't know. It strikes me as a weird thing to say. I mean, I think that's like, I, I mean, I get that. That's like, uh, especially if you're from, you know, the DR or you're from Puerto Rico. Is, uh, like, yeah, you can say our people survived the Taino genocide. Can you? I feel like yeah. that's like Liz Warren being like, you know, my people survived no, no, the Taino no, 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 no. But Liz Warren has, no, Liz Warren has no connection, actually. He, she, she is not from a line of native peoples so she can't she's say from that. oklahoma she's from indian territory i feel like she has as much connection no, but there the mix, no, the mix no. of people in the dr is a lot broader and actually interestingly i do think the critique of not having afro latino representation right. is a good one washington Heights is actually fairly black like it is and they're sh like make the piragua guy who was lin-manuel who didn't need to be lin-manuel make him a, you know afro latino <laughs> didn't like, need to exist at all it's like uh, oh my god no no but i mean it's, it's i okay i liked i liked it but it definitely lives in 2007 it yeah. needed a better plot and I think my I, I like that there is a critique of not having afro latinos I think everyone was a little bit also the cast was kind of stale and boring yeah but I mean I and, feel like that critique exists because the only goal of it was like I need to show people like what this neighborhood is like and totally it's like, that, right. first of all that's not that's not a plot that's not really like an artistic goal that's just like it, that's a bullet on a that's a bullet point on a press release which is all well and right. good but like it's not a story like what? no but the story is Vince I mean the story is the immigrant experience which is the stuff that I did like about it so that you get a sense again this feels like it's for white people and being half white I felt that I was like <laughs> yeah. okay these are they're part indigenous they're they have survived you know dictators they and hurricanes and here we have you know this is where they you know it's farther farther up the A train right, like right. I've been there once one time I went to try to go to a rave in Washington Heights Bad idea. Did not end well. Uh, very scared. Um, very scary story. That's, that's, that's your white half talking. 
<laughs> yeah, it's pulled back. It was frightening. It was. It would. That Duke Ellington is an asshole. He told me to take the A train, <laughs> and I did, and I lost I my phone. Scared. No, just don't go searching for a rave at two in the morning in Washington Heights. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Probably I did not, not a good feel idea. so comfortable when I crossed 110th Street. Like <laughs> No, but but I think the immigrant experience that it captured of wanting to go back, of like remembering the good old days, of the reasons people moved and were displaced, of the like Latinidad that is Washington Heights, of the mix. Someone was like, I'm Chilean and also Puerto Rican and also this. I think that is really nice and beautiful. But yes, the fetishization of New York, of of the immigrant experience, like mm-hmm. I can be reduced to my sweet coffee with cream, you know. Yeah, like, right. We love our bodingas, don't we, folks? They have the chopped cheese and the coffee yeah. with the yeah. cream. Oh. Yeah, that very just Andrew felt, oh. Yang. This was for Andrew Yang. <laughs> yeah, he needed felt, to study this more for his <laughs> bullshit takes. No, honestly, it does feel like an Andrew Yang ass movie. Like, oh my God, like yes. someone who is writing about New York from having heard about it on several TV shows and movies rather than like... It's all the happy, cutesy things that he thinks that are like attractive... Uh, you know, to white people. And therefore, like, the whole thing just felt like a commercial. Like, from start to finish, I'm like, this is a cut scene from a fucking iPod commercial. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it dealt with interesting things of, like, feeling, you know, she goes to Stanford, she gets out. It's the whole idea of getting out of the hood or staying in the hood. That was interesting. <laughs> they but searched like, her bag. They oh, searched her <laughs> My roommate, I mean, look, who was wearing pearls, searched my bag. <laughs> I was moved by that, but also, look, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I cried a few times. The Abuela song was Abuela, my favorite that's song. That's what got me was the Abuela. First of all, yeah, old lady, uh, like singing while she's dying, yeah. you know, and having like a whole thing <laughs> where she's like do. going, looking back on her life, <laughs> looking back on her life. That was I thought that was gorgeous. I thought that was to me was like the that was the height. Of In the Heights. I was, was so like, checked out by then. I watched like 10 minutes of it and I'm like, okay, this has got to get better, right? Uh, no. And then it, it's exactly the same for the next two and a half hours. No, the, the Abuela stuff was, was the Abuela really stuff good. The Abuela stuff was good. And it was the only time, and this is what I will say about musicals on film. Mm-hmm. I just like when they are filmed like a musical looks, meaning the lighting kind of yeah. looks, it's more artistic, right. um, but it's not artistic in a CG way, which this did, and its I don't need any of that stuff. Yeah. I just need it, and I know you're gonna hate me for saying this, but <laughs> I liked Chicago, the uh-huh. film, and how it was done, because it didn't, it was like, we're gonna just basically do a performance in a lot of a black box theater, and right. we're gonna we're gonna light it and film it in a way that does feel like you're watching it on stage. Right utilizing the camera for closer shots but this again i think i hear you when you say target commercial because it just was like this everything is so well lit and cg yeah which is part of like look i didn't really love crazy rich asians Mm. because of just how i think manicured it all felt right and this was similar it's the same director right um because of it's just it's there's no grit anywhere 
Um, I, 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 whereas I feel like there's even more grit on a stage, on a musical stage. Yeah, I would. I actually, I think I would have preferred that they gave it the Disney Plus Hamilton treatment, like like yeah. get uh, the cast on stage because yes. like there are songs in this, like the one about the fireworks, like look at the fireworks, fireworks <laughs> yeah, I hated that for one. like uh, an hour. They're singing, look <laughs> yeah. at the fireworks, and I think uh, I think on also racist as hell, man. Just like this is like yeah, the white people are like that's why they love fireworks. They love the- look. Have you seen how the Latinos are always shooting out fireworks? Always shooting the fireworks. The the 4th of July was a month ago. (laughs) Uh, But like that whole fireworks scene, I feel like in on stage was probably a cool bit of either pyrotechnics or kind of just like cool. uh, I don't know. Like something they they figured out. You would hope something that would be like an entertaining spectacle if you were there live when you're watching. But a then in a fucking, movie, a, a, an ensemble piece with forty people singing and dancing in a movie from a like shot from a crane, uh, right? I mean, it's just so and, anodyne. And also like 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 what I, are essentially CG fireworks. Like I don't care about the fire. Fireworks aren't uh, like impressive in a movie. So it's like a whole song on stage. Fireworks are impressive, like doing like a song about it. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was gonna say is that I mean like, it's there all are... fun and games until little Steven's wig gets burned off. But yeah, that's true, dude. Um, what I was gonna say was that the fucking like the I think the trope of like um, getting out of the hood and then feeling like some either like shame or whatnot uh, for getting out is like as as tropey as it is. I I don't like I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a perfectly fine side character to have that like uh you know feeling feeling like man everyone else here is trapped in the hood but the way that they kind of showed the hood was crimeless and fine mm-hmm. everything's like, great like, about why it. weren't there police like it is there's so no unbelievable that yeah. not a single well, cop nothing, car kept on waiting for a cop car to roll up and there's like, crack no, a fucking skull there's no there was, at all. everybody has a beatific smile the entire movie and that's that's what i i mean that even i think that's why i don't like lin-manuel miranda at a very deep level because every time you see him he's just got that like aw shucks fucking grin on his face yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah yeah shut yeah. up dude <laughs> I mean, uh, but I think like that, that story of like, man, these people are trapped in the hood doesn't work when the hood seems really fun. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, nobody as, did anything illicit, right? It's no like, one does oh, anything. We're, we're just small business owners. And it's like, okay, yes, but also a part and parcel of the hood right. and of Washington Heights is you're going to be selling drugs. And yeah, like. Yeah, there's going to be j- people selling drugs. There's going to be some crime. There's going to be some there's harassment. There's going to be police occupation, et cetera. Is it like the, the part about gentr- And I grew up in a shitty place. Like the entertaining part or like the compelling part of like gentrification is that it's like you're getting these things that you're that you wanted all along but then it turns out to be like this poison pill where you know you look around and you're like god i wish there was uh less crime and like nicer shops and uh right and And then when you get that an economy (laughs) and then you get it and then they're like okay now leave like that's the fucking poison pill of gentrification and there's not that anywhere it's just like it's just these plucky people with big dreams uh who want to get out even the gentrification wasn't strong enough of a plot line either like if it had been more about that no like the so much no one got evicted like no no yeah so much of the story just hinged on this very um like personal plot line for the main character 
of like trying to get out of of you know this bodega so that he can start a business in the dr also and, start and, the fucking business in the dr and show us what it's like like give us yeah like give oh, us the that ending, scene. Like we, the that, ending the is ending probably is the worst part wild like like of French, the... francesca you were you were critiquing it mid-movie when um the character i forget like it's played by the guy who played dr dre in uh in straight out of compton mm-hmm. when he is just like pluckily kind of like um, doing his job and like look how good I am at doing like radio dispatch and whatnot and you're kind of like there there's something was running me the wrong way about the fact that these uh like characters are just like sh- love to work like there's yeah. something weird about that so and there was like there's super degree, happy street vendors yeah I've, I've spoken to taxi dispatchers they are not fucking happy <laughs> all right at all but but yeah. it's this idea of like on a broad sense for, if it's for white people you do want to show them being happy and and you want to show the old abuela being like very like proud that she was the best maid possible because right? it is proving and again around the time it was written 2006 seven like early dreamers movement it's proving like this is america and so on a and sadly even though we i think i want more right sadly for my mom who is not a <laughs> but but from as left as my mom which is not that left uh-huh. to like you know a republican they're like oh Latinos exist. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? They do these jobs. Like, it is so but the f- proving, like, yes, we're American. Mm-hmm. We've been called not American, even though, like, we've been born in this country for how many generations? We're American. Right. And I think for us, we're like, yeah. And I, and I think for, like, older generations, they're like, nuh uh. Yeah. And, and this is just, pro- you know? I, I feel like um, the, the fucked up thing is just like, it was the ending of, like, they decide uh, to paint his bodega to look like a beach, <laughs> and he decides. <laughs> and he decides to. Oh, he painted the painted the prison walls <laughs> yeah. with a you know with a yeah. distant beach. I love this hell. Honestly, honestly, it is like we such painted a, a window on the Amazon <laughs> uh, warehouse so that people could <laughs> yeah. look outside at a it fake is, sunset, and now they're happy. Honestly, it is. It's the most like it is the craziest most poignant unintentional metaphor <laughs> yeah. for that movie which is just being like no but if like it's okay to be trapped uh in your class and job because, because you don't need any uh, any of that other stuff all you need is your community who are also trapped yeah and it's it's i don't know that feel, felt like lin manuel very much like talking down uh, yes. to his audience where it's totally. like I know you people never leave but that's okay like I got out because yeah. Some, uh, sometimes I wish and, I'd never left yeah like, exactly that's what it feels like he's saying you know sometimes I feel you know guilty about the fact that I left the hood you it's, know I, I just I dream about you know going uh, and getting snow cones yeah, where else a, can you get snow it, <laughs> it would have been more honest and interesting of a story to have him write it about himself yes. now yeah <laughs> Going back and being like, my community is changed and or the one thing I don't have with all this money that I now have is a community. Right. Like I, right. Even though these folks, because that was the, that's like the one thing that kind of pulls on my heartstrings right. is like, I don't love the like fetishizing the working class, but I do like the like, oh yeah, man, community, abuela, the auntie, whomever, your friends. Like, I don't have that personally. Never yeah. really had that. That's pretty fucking cool. I need right. to see um, them leave in order for them to actually... 
miss that. And, but I just this I was to, I, this was I needed to see there be crime. It needed to be the hood, and and because of the time it was made, this really was like a ode to a post-racial America. A yes, bit. very yes. very Obama era yeah. type thing. I mean, it was like. Pre Obama, like came out when Obama won, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like you can feel that in the story because the story is like um, not about anything, like not about there being crime, sto- not about there being like it, like the like the poverty in the movie. It didn't have to be poverty porn, but it needs to like in some way reflect. Be, it needs to be real lives. in some way and not yeah, be like. A, the there's no of sense the- of power though. It's just like they are there. That's it. There's no, no like. They are power. We are powerless. Which I don't know if you got that when they lose power. You probably didn't get this. I'll explain it to you guys. So (laughs) when they lose power and they start saying we are powerless, but like what's the other meaning for powerless? Mm. Like they themselves personally don't have power. Oh, shit. You know what this was? They're doing an art. This was, uh, if you've ever seen a Nicholas Sparks (laughs) movie, every Nicholas Sparks movie, there's uh, some promising youth uh, who gets Andy Moore. who gets <laughs> some sort of uh, you know they're good at whatever they do whether it's like violin or piano or mm-hmm. fucking vol- like they get some volleyball scholarship uh, to go to the big city uh, right but they turn it down to take care of their sick grandpa uh, yes. and it turned but then they meet a handsome stranger and it turns out that uh, that was the right decision all along uh, right so, like a they, harm- Hallmark and they movie. never Hallmark, yeah. they never leave because again that's just like the director talking down uh to the to the audience to the to the piggies yeah yeah you're like you enjoy you enjoy your your disgusting little I know swap I just so got Lin-Manuel's back from the- Hawaii but uh you know you guys like <laughs> it would have been just as good if I stayed here with you we got the piraguas yeah, we got you know. uh, cafe con leche yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I mean it is definitely like. I think more compelling to hear the story of Lin Manuel Miranda, but like this might have been his first musical. Like as a student, Miranda wrote the earliest draft of what would be uh, uh, become his first Broadway musical in the Heights in 1999, yeah. his sophomore year of college at Wesleyan University. So like, which you could feel so hard yes. through the main love story being about college students promising you know that they're gonna stay together yeah. which they never do right and they won't but the it girl was with the very it's... high breasts uh is like she you know <laughs> she wanted she wanted to do some fashion and are you with the high breasts you yeah. you, you texted you... me while we were watching the movie you texted me something that i thought was amazing which was uh you said i never say this but dot 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 the main girl's titties are too high. <laughs> like the idea of titties being too high, that was like I've never. They're very never high. Her, her surgeon, you know, she she went with a particular surgeon that gave her like per P- push up titties, perma perma push up, <laughs> yeah. which uh, you know I would argue. Get them lower so they hang norm norm, and then use a yeah. bra, like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, she's um, wearing them like a choker. <laughs> <laughs> She was very. Everyone was like, she's very pretty, talented. I think, and oh, very yeah. pretty. Every, everyone was talented. But I mean, like, like everybody. That's why it felt so much like a commercial. Is everyone looks like a yes. goddamn fashion model, and Everyone's everybody looks hot. like they just stepped out of the uh, stock photograph on the cover of the college course catalog. Where yes, you know, absolutely, it is the college course catalog musical, and it's like 
It's like we need three black ladies laughing while they eat salad. Yeah. Uh, and we need. <laughs> Here's a whole you know, song of them. Ah, salad, salad, salad. <laughs> and, and the dialogue is like every immigrant fic novel. Like, I mean, if you've read like The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde, where like every yeah. every 10 words, he like ostentatiously puts in like a Spanish phrase. Uh, you yes. know, so all the oh, white people learn what it is. It was just I know. that over the, and over the, again. The, the constant pronunciation of uh, Washington. 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 Yeah. No, but I like see that here. Here's where me and Hilaria like intersect. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Here's Do where tell. I will defend her as someone who lived in Argentina for five years. No, no. Uh, I did, but I I like that. I like tra- going back and forth. I like Spanglish. I dig it. As someone who is bilingual, I feel uh, that is way more normal, and I know it comes off. Shitty and pandery. I mean, I grew I up around like Spanglish. I, was that? Did you? Did that feel like authentic Spanglish to you? It felt like the uh, we're going to yeah. translate this for white no. people Spanglish. No, no, because they didn't translate everything that they said. There would be some lines, and then they would just let it hang. You know. But Here, when okay, you're, let me just say. Sorry, go ahead. My biggest gripe with the whole film, mm-hmm. and I just want to say this. First of all, I do think if Lynn had come on screen early and been like. So, um, like I wrote this when I was a sophomore (laughs) and here's the context. Look, Obama had just, we thought we were going to be post-racial. Like if we had gotten a disclaimer, I feel like that would have been better and more honest and I would have been in it. And And if they had said it in 2013. It should be like mortified where Lin-Manuel Miranda is like reading you his embarrassing uh, early. Honestly, honestly. Like, if you read the first book in the uh, Dark Tower series by Stephen King, the first one is called The Gunslinger, and there is, like, a fucking 10-page, like, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, like, forward uh, prologue or whatever at the beginning of it where he explains that this is a really bad book and that he, (laughs) he wrote it when he was high on lots of drugs and it was like the second thing he had ever written and he's sorry about it but he says but if you can just if you can just try to get through it the rest of the series is better it's like uh, and it, it helped a lot cuz i yeah. was like okay i'll deal with this being a bad book knowing it's bad he should have done the same thing it's funny but the, like the thing that you talk about with Ilaria Baldwin. I like to overpronounce her name because I feel like that's canon. Um, that's hilarious. Like the idea of uh, going to a different place in a different country and feeling like uh, you relate to it more than your own wherever you grew up or, mm. or you get really infatuated with. It. Like I understand that impulse so much more than, uh, you know, fetishizing like your block or whatever where you're like, right. writing, where you're talking about the bodegas and your fucking cafe con leche and whatever. Like to, to me, that feels, it, it comes off far more false than, uh, you know, something where that, where the character actually goes somewhere else and they, right. they love it. And then maybe they start to miss some of the things they grew up with, but yeah. Yeah. Well, because most people want to leave, you know, because they're, you know, I mean, that's why I, I say do the right thing, because it just captured so many of those contradictions of like, we have to take care of our shitty, underfunded, violent ridden, violence ridden, police ridden block. <laughs> like, yeah, we yeah. love this place to death and we all want to leave it. Yeah, it's but we of- love it. And there was that tension was not present. They kept on talking about the tension, yeah. but it was not really there. Also, what and is like? What yeah. is? How are you going to have a thing about gentrification where you never see outsiders? Like the whole thing of 
gentrification like you're gonna be annoyed with like the new people that are in in your neighborhood all of a sudden and changing it and being oh, yeah they can't go too hard against the white it's for it's on broadway <laughs> yeah it's yeah gotta it's be... on broadway they gotta be like no come move here it's vibrant <laughs> and i mean they the they did touch on a little bit where he's talking about how the uh where jimmy smiths was talking about how it used to be an irish neighborhood uh Right. When he moved in, um, I, yeah. I think that's oh, yeah. relatable, at least because, like, you know, I lived in San Francisco for like 10 years and, uh, you know, I didn't grow up there. But, you know, five or six years on when it was just all tech people all the time, it was kind of right. like, ugh, who are, why are all these people here? Why did, like, what did we do to deserve this, like, plague of fucking Patagonia vests kind of thing? And I never <laughs> yeah. saw any of that. In the movie. I, I, so giving but it's like credit, but you're like you're you're you feel ownership over this thing that you know deep down is not really yours either like you were just your your demo was well just yeah a settler a group of settlers also but they didn't i mean they moved when you immigrate i think from the caribbean to new york you're not going to the lower i mean you're sorry you're not going to like uh uh fucking downtown yeah, or you're not you're, going to prime real estate you're not going to the upper east side upper west you're going to washington like that's you know that's the way gentrification not right. gentrification that's the way immigration works that, you're moving yeah. to you make it yeah. better not the primest real estate people you move you make it better and then people want to live there and then exactly oh, yeah and or you get other immigrant groups that move in Right. I mean, and also it's like, you know, the Irish people leaving is just like a, another version of white flight, which they didn't really get into. Um, you know, like the, the, the uh, more up, upwardly mobile whites, like being able to move out of Washington Heights as it became, you know, like, well, there goes the neighborhood. It yeah. used to be a nice Catholic neighborhood. It's still Catholic, but it's not the same type of people. People used to care about what Jesus wanted for you. And now they yeah. don't. Now all they do is look at the fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. Um, but but let me just say uh, that like what I enjoyed about the movie um, was that Lin Manuel didn't show up till like thirty minutes in, and I thought I, I don't know who was in the original cast, but I almost guarantee Lin cast himself as the lead, mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad he didn't do that this time. Um, because that to me is, is like, that would have been unconscionable. Um, so I, I'm, I'm glad for that. I, I, thought I understand I that impulse a little more where you're like, oh, I wanted to write a play so that I could be the lead in it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I get that. No, no, I totally get that. It's actually, it's one of the things I really appreciate about Hamilton is that he cast himself as the lead being the least like talented singer in the bunch, but he wrote the part so that there's not a lot of it's not a tough part to sing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I appreciate that about him and, and, and Hamilton, but this one, he, he was, he did cast himself. Of course he did. And like this one, I was very glad he didn't because that would have stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, and him being the shaved ice guy, I think really, um, that, that was, uh, that was too much for me. So I, that's, <laughs> I, I did not enjoy that, but I will also, say, what is that character's function? What to is, be the shaved ice guy? Like, because there's he's so many characters in this that have no function other than, uh, you know how there's a shaved ice guy, and that's yeah. the entire that's the what entire. Was Mark, yeah, was, what was Mark Anthony's you know, okay, point? Can I, we just say that yes, this is what I really want to say. My biggest problem with this entire film thing musical is that there was one singer in it, <laughs> the biggest singer, <laughs> yeah. Mark Anthony, Puerto Rican, I think from Washington Heights. 
but definitely from or yeah, definitely from New York, obviously. Mm-hmm. Who did not sing? <laughs> no, he didn't. I, I <laughs> and I kept on being like, oh well, then he's gonna sing. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. Like, he's gonna he's sing at some sing. point. If the abuela sang, he's gonna sing. That's- did not give him a fucking song. And I'm so mad. Yeah, and and they kind of like they tricked you a little bit. I thought that was going to be the moment that you find out, like, okay, here's the dark side. Yes. Yeah, I thought here's, he was a, here's a story. Yeah, yeah, here's a story <laughs> about like this kid, and he's got this junkie dad played by Mark Anthony. And then you find out it's like, nah, it's because they're undocumented. And there's that moment where he's like, where she's like, oh no, don't worry about that. That's only for undocumented people. And then he looks at her, and she's like, oh my god. And I don't know <laughs> if it's because I am. Um, from California, but like that moment where she's like, "Oh my god!" Like she's crying about it. Yeah, was, like you've never uh, met an undocumented person. Yeah, this I was whole like, time? "What, what the you, fuck? you you've never known an undocumented like that." To me, was was wild. Um, but it also just didn't seem like much of uh, like there was much resolution on it because yeah, he gave the money to the lawyer so that they could figure this out in court. I will yeah. waste all of this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah. The fuck just happened?" I will pocket if every anything, single dollar and maybe, maybe you could stay. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. What? Get, just give him the money. <laughs> like, if you're going to help the kid out, yeah, give the kid the money. Just give him directly the money. Maybe the papers will come. Yeah. But almost $100,000 is pretty good. He had to have that lottery ticket, ticket means tested. He couldn't just give it to the, <laughs> to, to the kid. <laughs> I mean, it we're, was just, we're giving that this was... ninety six thousand dollars to only to aspiring entrepreneurs. And <laughs> I, all, all I could think was that, like, this is just written from such a weird, like, uh, mainstream liberal perspective, where it's like, no, 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 trust the institutions, trust yeah. the institutions, to, to everything this. is great. Uh, Blue collar workers are super stoked, and uh, right, you should buy their cafe con leche. Yeah, it's it made no sense also because they like go to protests to protest like deportations right. and you know for the dreamers and now we're just gonna trust the system trust to the, work yeah, it out. Trust or, the like, system was the the ending of it was I'm gonna give money to the system because we trust it and I I was just like this is just so it's so written from such like a. Uh, antiquated perspective of like even today's liberals would be like well that's weird yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah. totally like like after living through trump you're just like no th- don't give the money to give the kid the money let him live off that in case he gets in trouble it almost is reassuring though to feel that how out of touch this is mm-hmm. is almost re- it makes me feel better about where we are now which yeah. is like no more rose-colored glasses, yeah. like not settling for mere representation, but like yeah. actually saying something or having a good story or whatever, like not always having to be from this like campy white people exterior point yeah. of view. I don't know. I think that the critique is good. Um, yeah. yeah. And and in general, I think it's like, and I hope, I, I know this lesson will not be taken to heart, but like write your story and not yes. and don't don't write other people's story i think is a great lesson because like honestly lin-manuel miranda after watching this he's so clearly papa doc from eight mile uh-huh. like his real name's clarence <laughs> yeah and clarence uh, parents have a real good marriage mm-hmm. you know what i mean he went to like, clarence parents have a real good marriage yeah, he went to cranbrook yeah. that's a private school he went to Cranbrook. That's a pri- yeah. I never saw Eight Mile. Oh, it's a great oh my movie. god! I know. I should probably. Well, I've seen it. I mean, at least seventeen times. <laughs> I like it because uh, I like the representation of white people in rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. important. And, and I feel like he's telling our stories. You know, no, it Are there reminded fireworks, me. Though? 
No. It's white people. It reminded me of uh, like Booksmart and Jonah Hill's skateboarder movie where yeah. Yeah. Jonah God, Hill was like- God, your review of that is so good. <laughs> Jonah Hill was like, I was a skateboarder for a while. Of course, I'm going to make a movie about like working class skate kids. And, right. And it's like- there's blind spots because that's not his story and you can tell. You're right. And the thing is, like, I want to know what Jonah Hill's actual story is. Like, if he approaches right. his own childhood with some honesty uh, and, you know, and I think he's, like, a good actor and is generally, like, good at those sort of things, like, I would have been into that and I wanted to see that. Who hurt you, Vince? Yeah, who hurt you? Who hurt me? <laughs> you know what's that's, so that's funny? That's why I didn't write a review of this movie because I didn't want 20 people being like, who hurt you? Why can't you enjoy fun? And it's like... Yeah. It's funny about Jonah Hill because Jonah is such a a sensitive person. And it's like, uh, I I thought about him recently when I saw this clip online. He was doing some press tour uh, uh, for I don't know what, but in France. And he has like, he's on this like live show. And uh, there's this French woman and he's got a little translator in the ear. So he's like here. And so she's saying all in French, like, I have a sexual fantasy with you. Um, <laughs> and but the sexual fantasy Aww. is a dunk. He, she goes, uh, so you, we go on a date. You make me laugh. And then we go back to your apartment. And all of a sudden your friends, Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp show up. Uh, uh, and then you leave the room. And then I have sex with Brad, <laughs> Brad Pitt and oh, Johnny God. Depp. And like this is a French reporter. This is like a French like panel type show, like a news show that oh, that's also okay. a comedy show. Got it. And his reaction was something like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, th- I'm glad I came on this show to be here to be ridiculed by the weather girl or something. And, <laughs> and it was like, it, number one, it's mean to to ridicule what him for sure. But then I started with thinking about it, and I was just like, yeah, but you. I mean, I hope someone told you it was probably a comedy show. And like, I don't know. Like, part of me is like, I think he's just too sensitive. Well, for... the only time that I feel sim- sympathy for celebrities is when they're forced uh, in front of these panels with foreign, yeah. foreign like entertainment journalists. Because really, like their whole thing is to just say like mean shit to those people to try right. and get a reaction out of them. Like. You know, that, uh, it's funny that people are finally talking shit on the Golden Globes, but like the entire whole Hollywood foreign press is basically like all of those people that are just there right. to like be kind of mean for no reason. Right. To, and there's a lot of good ways to be mean uh, to celebrities, but then they do shit like that. And you're like, what? Why would you? Well, just throw it back at him. Just be like, I have a very large penis, ma'am. Like, that's it. I I have a real, you know, whatever. Like, just. Oh, yeah. She said Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. And then I like, I think I would have said something along along, along the lines of like, you are way too old for Leonardo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I I, kind of respect his reaction to that where it's just like. Hey, I came on your show to like do you a solid, yeah. and now you're just like fucking. Yeah, now you're gonna I'm talk being ridiculed on, by the weather girl, which shit I thought on was my looks. Fuck you. Yeah, which yeah. was which was funny, but it's also yeah. I don't know. There's part of me that goes like when it comes to Jonah Hill, I think he's like a incredibly sensitive person, and it. Uh, I don't know. There's there's something about the fact that he's actually this like sensitive artiste <laughs> that makes me. <laughs> That makes me laugh a lot just because, you know, uh, it's so funny because movies he's in are he's like jerking off. It's probably my own like, yes, judgment of Jonah Hill and how he looks and how I don't actually think he's that talented. (laughs) But I know 
that it must suck because if you were a woman, yeah, we'd have to like support his truth and his yeah, journey totally, and being plus totally. size, and we have to love him. And like, I think he really wants that treatment. I but think I'm so. like, shut the fuck up, you fat fuck. Like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Literally, like, that's how I feel. I hated fucking super bad, not because oh, of any, I because still, of fucking him. Up. No, because of him. <laughs> fuck you. I don't want to see a fat asshole talk about fucking chicks that are way out of his league. Never going to happen. Yeah, but it's he. it doesn't happen. That's the whole thing because he's a loser. But because he talks like that. Right. I know. That's But that's the point of the movie is that he's these two loser ass kids who uh, pretend, you know, one pretending like he's someone who could get I laid. I guess so. But it's that's making, supposed to be funny. I don't it's know. It's making fun of him. I don't. Yeah, you need to rewatch it. No, it's a I great don't. Movie. No, but I yeah. will say I watched rewatched it recently. I thought it was better, even. Yeah. Than I, than I <laughs> Take that. But you're supposed to identify with Jonah Hill, like he's your protagonist. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Evan, Evan is the protagonist. Okay. The yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, that Michael Sarah is the protagonist. Michael Sarah, yeah. Uh, the the fat kid is Seth, right? It's just he's comic relief, yeah. He's comic relief, yeah. Anyways, the part point of that is movie I support that I, your journey in the Heights. <laughs> solid B plus of a movie. Oh, the solidest, I think. yeah. The solidest B plus. Um, it feels like and, it's a movie made for uh, DNC uh, lanyard people. Yes, it, it, I, I, you're not wrong about that. It's, oh, it it just also the like. Can I just say like one song was good. And yeah, that's, no. And that's it? Yeah. Some of the songs I I, I no, thought No, 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 but but like one out of 10. I thought I thought two were good. I thought I liked one of the songs Abuela's that, song. $96,000 was good. The $96,000 lottery one I thought was good and I liked the Abuela song. Um and yeah, you know. That's not enough though. I, for- <laughs> it is wild. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like it's wild to me that West Side Story is a darker but more accurate representation <laughs> yeah. yes. of New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, like West Side Story had more teeth and that was two dancing gangs <laughs> with stabby knives. <laughs> like that is wild. Um, but yeah, other than that, solid B plus. Um, okay. Francesca. What's up? Thank you so much for, you know, coming uh, on the podcast. Anytime. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, as long as there is a Lin Manuel angle, I'm <laughs> yeah. here, dude. You're here I'm to be the re- Lin Manuel correspondent. Reporting for duty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Follow me at Franny Few and listen to the Bituation Room podcast. And at one point, we have to collab. I've been wanting to like watch. I was thinking of like trying to do like a review of Steve Mnuchin's wife's movie. Oh yeah, oh, that's a great or idea. Something fun like that. I feel like so I would anyway. be able to sit through that easier than it was to sit for me to sit through. <laughs> yeah, not that the, like I don't even necessarily think this movie was bad. It was just like aggressively middle of the road in every way to the point that yeah. it just completely. It was like video Muzak. Yeah, just yeah, completely blending wrong. in the background, and I couldn't stay off my phone during it. I mean, there were three songs that were basically the same song and not just in terms of like musicality, but also theme, which was like, whatever, let's dance. <laughs> yeah. You know, things are bad. Let's, let's dance. But they dance. Never, they never really show you what's bad other than <laughs> the lights going off. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, I thought musically it felt like Lin-Manuel's first musical. That's what it felt like. Put on your red skirt and dance with me. It's a great song. Mm. <laughs> um, Vince, do we have any emails or uh, voicemails? Uh, let's see what we have. 
Um, we have, uh, well, there you, you corresponded with uh, technical support from our I host. <laughs> that was I did. really good. We're um, having trouble with uh, Google Podcasts. For some reason, when you search us, we don't show up, but we are on there. I so. think they're done. Isn't Google Podcasts not a thing anymore? Well, someone uses it and wrote in to us mad. and okay. said like, I can't find it. And I was like, I'll um, try Couple corrections. Uh, not that it really matters, but the round ball rock lyrics is from an SNL skit with Tim Robinson and Jason Sudeikis. Oh, okay. Oh, as opposed to Mad TV, we were saying it was Mad TV. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Well, yeah, you said that. I didn't say it. Fucking Joey said it. So take it out with Joey. Yeah, I don't know. We can't, can't find any old. Uh, All right. Well, mostly, they were mostly good. Soprano stuff. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. What's that? You guys have a different podcast? We do. Speaking of which, it was on HBO for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're the only it was basically podcast. In the Heights for Italians. <laughs> I would love In the Heights for Italians. Oh, it's West Side Story. I just realized. Um, so, yeah. Uh, fucking Pod Yourself a Gun uh, returning uh, by the end of June. Uh, season five is happening it's end of June, beginning of July. Uh, and we have some amazing guests lined up. Um, I don't want to, you know, not that. I mean, pretty good. We have some great guests. <laughs> I feel like just saying amazing and making people think it's like Jonah Hill or something, but no, it's uh, I know my hair's too big right now. Uh, she's patting the top of my head. Like, look at that. You, you just become a ball. I'm a like- dog. You know the round boys that get like perfectly manicured? Like oh, you could, you could I, get I would them. love a round boy haircut where I just look like a dog butt. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, just be very excited. Season five is coming up. Uh, and uh, patreon.com slash frogcast for all the bonus episodes. Um, you know, $8 tier, pod yourself a shout out, gets you a shout out on the new season of Pod Yourself a Gun broadcast at gmail.com vince what is the google voice number 415-275-0030 all righty roo everybody thank (laughs) you so much sorry for listening and until next time good night and good chins